0: Hey campers, you good? I hope that you're saying yes. And as always, if you're here for a pick me up, then you got another new episode of Campfire Adventures. And I don't wanna brag, but this one's a good one. So to start, I'd like to thank all of you out there in podcast land as always for listening. I appreciate you. And then this week's episode, I wanted to come visit some of my favorite live audience members, Papa Jamie, Mama Devin, who you might remember from the werewolf episode. And then we have a new audience member here this week. It's my brother from another, Brody. Brody's here, so woo-woo. And I'm so happy to be here with you all. And I think that I have a story that you're all going to like. So we have a fire going. We're eating these really cool s'mores cones. Thanks to Auntie Rena and Uncle Troy for telling us. And I'm here with these hooligans. And I think if you guys don't have anything else to say, then we might as well get into it. So it's time to grab our drinks. We're chilling around a fire and I'm about to tell you this week's story. this week's story I wanted to pick something special a story that everybody would kind of know and since Brody was here I was thinking okay this had to be something about a cryptid who has a family connection and if you think just like me then you're thinking okay which one of these cryptids that we talked about actually have family members and the one that comes to my mind is Bigfoot you know we've covered a lot of different stories about Bigfoot and all his cousins you know Yeah, and with some help from Papa Jamie, the idea of Yetis came up, and I was super excited to uh, talk about this cryptid, because it's always been one that I wanted to tell. And then I'm like, okay, perfect, falls in line with family. And then if you're thinking of a famous cryptid that lives out there today, this one's definitely legend. Wait for it. Wait. Uh. Legendary. Hey, I was like, I hope somebody out there gets that. um but if you don't know about this cryptid then don't worry because there's no pressure in any of this it's all just to tell you a story but i wanted to ask you guys like if you were to hear about a yeti right what would be what would you think of like what are the first things you think of when you think of a yeti um white
1: hairy hairy Hairy? very hairy um gorilla human like features
0: yeah chewbacca yeah basically right and then you think of like I can't do it though. though. Oh god.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> but I feel like when I think about it too like it's like white hair like all over the place. Oh, I yeah. think of like a snow, snow. bigfoot and uh, those are all perfect characteristics and like i said i agree with you completely and you know the first thing i thought of when we were thinking about talking about the yeti was the abominable snowman from monsters inc did you guys watch the movie right Mm -hmm. and so in my mind i was picturing okay this guy lives in the himalayan mountains covered in white fur he makes snow cones you know we're eating our s'mores cones but he eats snow cones and then he also warned us like, watch out for yellow snow because he learned the hard way. And so I'm thinking like, okay, pretty much got it down packed, right? But there's so much more to this cryptid than I ever thought there could be. And that's what excites me so much. And so we're gonna get into it. So for hundreds and hundreds of years in the Himalayan mountains, and don't worry because I'm assuming that you're just like me and you have no idea exactly where geographically that is. I don't. And l- you do? yeah where is it
1: somewhere around
0: Canada Canada yeah I don't know so
1: I forget I learned about
0: it that's okay because I was thinking Canada too see and so I wanted to double check and so the Himalayan mountains are actually in uh China
1: oh yeah
0: Tibet Nepal um Bhutan uh, India I was gonna say Italy (laughs) India and then also Russia so all those countries have this mountain range inside of them oh yeah exactly and so it was like oh that's pretty cool and if you think about it that's really big terrain to get into but anyway so in these mountains they're said to live a creature that is about nine feet tall covered in hair and it kind of has a mane like deal that's like a lion you know how lions have all that hair around their neck Mm -hmm. so they have tons of hair around there and then it's believed to have kind of like a flat face so you know how like bears have snouts or like you know a gorilla will have like a muzzle like a how would you call their mouth like kind of like a snout too yeah. but like our faces don't have that so they have that same structure where it's kind of just like flat some of us <laughs> yeah, some of us some, oh okay everyone thought it uh, they i think it they say it okay and then on top of that it has sharp canines and then oh, yeah. giant hands and giant feet like bigger than big i guess yeah like these like these shoes that i have on which you'll see the picture of but yeah these claws
1: probably much bigger than that
0: though true you're not wrong but so that's what these dudes are all about this is basically their outline the one difference in this description because pretty much everything that we've said so far is that their fur isn't believed to be white it's believed to be black brown or even a reddish color
1: oh yeah like polar bears
0: True. Yeah, because you think polar bears' fur is white. It's not really white. Yeah. It's like brown, brownish. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I didn't know that. Well, I mean, recently I learned that, but exactly with the abominable snowman, it's not white fur. Devin's just like, What? My life has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was just saying. Like, this podcast episode is going to take so many twists and turns. So just get ready for the ride because we're going to get on it. So if I had heard that description, what would I think of? Yeti or Bigfoot? Exactly. He puts right out of my mind. I was thinking Bigfoot. It's just the only thing that you could possibly think of. The only difference is that this one lives in a total different area. Yeah. And it's interesting because being so far apart, their descriptions are pretty similar if you think about it. Like, hey,
1: what if it was a Yeti that traveled to the
0: Himalayas and adopted? So that's what I was thinking because in anti Rena's and Uncle Troy's land in South Dakota, they have the Takuhi. And that's kind of like a Bigfoot deal, too. It's his cousin. But this one wears a top hat and a coat. Literally, that's the story. And that's the urban legend out there. Huh. And then there's also the Honey Island Swamp Monster out in Louisiana. And so that dude, he has webbed toes because he lives in the swamp. So I was thinking, like, maybe the characteristics of the Abominable Snowman or a yeti however you want to call it would be different because he's living in like the mountainside super snowy like i get he has all that fur and stuff but something to help him adapt to be able to climbing up mountains and stuff like that and enduring the snow but it's pretty much the same description but anyway i'm uh, that's just me thinking out loud and you know at this point there's so much more to share so we're just going to move on so for generations The story of this cryptid had been going around um, to the people that lived in the mountain area of the Himalayas. And I was trying really hard to think about exactly what this beast is capable of. From what I gathered, a Yeti is capable of climbing trees, the mountainsides, obviously, and then also withstanding extreme cold. And he's also able to create shelters and caves so that way he can withstand the elements. And if he's looking for food, he's gonna look for meat first which i mean makes me a little it's, bit nervous it's a yeti. i'm letting you know right now see my um, whole thing is that if i get freaked out i need a blanket ready because you know like your blankets your impenetrable force field oh, yeah. so like you're just like if you get scared under your bed you just pull the blankets over <laughs> yeah. and i feel like i'm like 10 times safer with a blanket pulled over myself rather than not right actually
1: what i would just do is take a super long pillow shape shape it in a way to look like a human body and just hide under the
0: bed that's another good option i support that i don't know that covering myself with that impenetrable force field would actually save me from the yeti but i'd like to believe it
1: Uh,
0: so uh, of the account go ahead
1: and a yeti if obviously it's an apex predator if it was real if it was real it's just a story Uh, well
0: i'll let you know but
1: if, if it's looking for me it can literally tear through
0: anything I was thinking that too except
1: I, for bedrock but...
0: I'll tell you hold on he like said, I w- he said bedrock <laughs> how do you teach this kid he's too smart <laughs> okay I just
1: learned this all
0: so these are some accounts that I wanted to share of people who had experiences with yetis so one is of a farmer who lived in Bhutan and he claimed that while roaming up the mountainside with his cattle he came across a bamboo forest but it was destroyed he had said that he saw some footprints that he believed to belong to a yeti and at this time stories of yetis being up on the mountainsides were like running rampant people were talking about them left and right so when he saw like this messed up you know destroyed forest of bamboo he was like that's awkward and then he started seeing footprints out there and he was like well that's scary but i don't know if curiosity just got the best of him so he starts to walk and follow the footprints back to wherever they led to and when he got there what he said was he found a cave and in the cave he found like a bed like woven together out of bamboo which i know what you're thinking and you're like okay hold on (laughs) we have this giant cryptid and you're telling me he's weaving beds together out of bamboo like Yeah, like bamboo, vines, rope. He needs to be comfortable. You know, he has all that fur, but he needs a bed. And so what I'm saying is like, maybe people are thinking like, all right, well, if he's so scary, we could just have him basket weave, and then we'll be good. Like, give him a job. But I feel like he could do so much more than that. And the other stories that people have of the Yeti aren't as simple and smooth. So for instance, in 1952, 10 hikers went out to Dyatlov Pass, which is in Russia one stopped and the other nine continued that one person had some personal issues and he was like i gotta go downstairs or use the bathroom i can't go all the way up to the ma- mountainside and then camp there so the nine people were like we got you we're gonna keep going on so they eventually started to set up camp and after what would seem like an eternity while they were camping up there in the snow mm-hmm. they started to have something kind of rustle in the bushes a rustle in the snow and they were like kind of freaking out But then nothing happened, right? And so these people actually had diaries and everything. So they were kind of documenting everything that happened, documenting that there were some noises that happened outside of their campsite, whatever. Well, a couple days passed and no one actually heard from any of those nine hikers. The guy who went back down was expecting his people to come back a couple days later, and they never did. So eventually they decided that they would send out a search party to go look for them. And when they got there, what they found was a tent that was ripped to shreds, torn up, covered in snow every single one of those nine people didn't make it out alive that day i guess that week i don't know how long they were actually there until somebody found them but they didn't make it back down the hill and the thing that was super peculiar because you might be thinking like okay maybe it was an avalanche right or a bear maybe a bear but something that was really weird was like at that certain pass area in that region avalanches don't happen very often. And it was super rare even at that time period. So people were claiming that it could have been an avalanche, but researchers and scientists are like, well, we don't have avalanches in this area or this zone. So it's not likely that that would have happened. But the weird thing is, is that a few of the campers' eyeballs and their tongues were sliced, like cut. Like, I don't know how to say it, like with it, like not with a knife, but like precisely. Mm -hmm. It was just, it wasn't like, it just like I don't know got ripped out. It was cut by something or by someone.
1: I mean, science. Could, well, there are a lot of animals that we haven't discovered in this world, so.
0: So that's why I'm thinking. Hey,
1: yeah, it could be real.
0: That they could be real, and a lot of people are actually speculating that there's a paranormal something that's going on in that area, because it wasn't something that they can prove with just an avalanche. But then they also can't prove that it technically was the yeti. something out there was able to cut the eyeballs out of nine different hikers and slice the tongues out of their mouth that was the weirdest thing I don't there were body parts that were like thrown about like arms and stuff like that but the weird thing that they wanted to note was that the eyeballs were sliced and the tongue was slashed okay and I have one more story I'd like to share with you all and that's of a woman named Pem and she claims that when she was younger about the age of eight She went out to help collect firewood and some food from the mountainside. And she used to do this all the time. It was their way of life, living in the mountains. And they had their farm and their cattle. They needed to go search and forage for firewood and different resources for their uh, cattle. So she was used to going out and about and doing all this stuff. And she's on her way doing her thing. And she says that she claims that when she got out there, she was met with some fresh footprints on the snow floor. Cause it had just like snowed for nine days straight and this was the first time that she got to go back out and like forage so this fresh input this fresh imprint of this footprint does that make sense imprints um, of this footprint yeah yeah was put in the snow but it was massive and it was so scary that she freaked out turned around and ran back to her village and she sat there and she told her parents and she's like you guys will never guess what happened. And her parents are like, where's the firewood? And she's like, you guys will never guess what happened. And they're like, where's the food for the cattle? And she's like, you guys will never guess what happened. And she told everybody. Everyone just sat there and listened to her. And she's like, I found this footprint. And it was so terrifying. And I was so freaked out that I just had to run back and hide because I don't know what it was. It like, was one of those creatures that you told me about, but no one's really ever gotten a good look at.
1: Like who wouldn't
0: uh, exactly if you saw that giant footprint i would look i would have ran back so fast so I'll, they told everybody go ahead i
1: don't care how big of guns you have you're taking <laughs> down that thing
0: no and especially if it has power like we don't know if it has powers or not you can't use your guns to take on something that has magic
1: like yoda
0: exactly and so i'm thinking like okay i totally understand her and the people were saying like the difference between a Yeti's footprint and a human footprint is that their feet face backwards, if that makes sense. And they use that as a way to trick people who are hunting them to follow the footprints the wrong way. So really, they're going the opposite way of what their footprints are doing. That's a fun fact. Yeah, it's something different. That, I mean, I never knew that. Now, all these stories and sightings have been passed along from generation to generation. And people from outside the country started to hear about the local legend of this animal, this beast, this ape-like creature that lived in the Himalayan mountains. And they wanted to find out for themselves whether this Yeti or abominable snowman actually existed. So whether it was just to find out for themselves, discover it, kill it maybe, or even die themselves trying to figure it out, they came into the Himalayan Mountains to find it. And out of all of them, the most famous was a man named Sir Edmund Hillary. And in the 1950s, he started to hike the Himalayan Mountains in search of this cryptid. He was the first known Yeti hunter out there. And then he was also the first of two people to climb to the top of Mount Everest. Mm. Is Mount Everest in the Himalayas? Okay. Is it? I don't know.
1: Mount Mount Everest.
0: Please hold on. and do a quick Google search
1: i think Everest. it is In like the first five minutes if you don't have heat you, you're literally getting
0: frostbite. it is the highest mountain above sea level in the himalayas, in the himalayas. aha we're geniuses okay we knew that this whole time <clears throat> so yeah he's the first of two people because i think he went with somebody else so they just one of two people who were the first people to go all the way to the top of Mount Everest. And he did this just in search of anything that he can find to prove that yetis were real. And he actually discovered some crazy things. He discovered a footprint that was about the same length as a pick from an ice pick, which was pretty long. Like, you know, those kind that they use to help scale the mountains and stuff like that. So he found footprints like that, that. He found skull fragments, and he collected those, and he believed that they were large enough to belong to a yeti. He found different hair follicles up all the way at the top of the mountains and he was like this must be from a yeti so he was finding all this evidence of this elusive creature and so many people believed that these samples were real and they started to put them into museums and it's just crazy and interesting to me that this cryptid that i feel like is so famous but has also been seen maybe the least out of any of the bigfoots like at least with the other Bigfoots, it was like, oh, I had to run away. Or, oh, that came and killed my cattle. Or, oh, it lives in the swamp and we've seen it here and there. But this one, it's like, we thought it was all white for so long. Or every story that I told you guys was like, we saw his footprint and we were just so freaked out that we ran away. It wasn't like the Yeti came up to me, grabbed me, flung me around, and I escaped, you know, by the shoes of my strings or whatever it was. Like
1: if he flung you around, whatever he flung you around by is going to detach
0: from your body and you're going to go fly
1: mm-hmm.
0: into the yeah. moon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just crazy that this guy was finding all this stuff, to me at least. So I believe at least in, from, from what I've heard that there are multiple Yetis that are out there because it makes sense to me that all these different sightings in all these different countries couldn't just be from the same Yeti. And we already know Bigfoot, at least in my mind. Bigfoot has families and they're like little communities that live out there that we don't know about. And they live in different regions. So in my mind, the Yeti does the exact same thing. So this cryptid got so popular at the time that movies were being made about him, about the abominable snowman, about the ape-like man-creature that lives out in the Himalayan mountains. And actually hunting for the Yetis got so popular that Nepal actually started to give out hunting license. And they had guidelines on how you can hunt for the Yeti. And there were rules that you shouldn't kill the Yeti unless your life's in danger, unless there's no other option, you shouldn't try to kill the Yeti at all. And people were paying for these licenses to go up to the Himalayas to hike and go find evidence or proof that he existed. And if you could, and also bring the Yeti back or at least lead people to where the Yeti lived, then you get paid. And so I was just like, I would totally do that we should do that um bro you want to go with me we'll bring our blankets
1: <laughs>
0: all right i guess i'm gonna
1: death note
0: okay <laughs> I- i'll write one out. i'm just kidding so it just got so popular and it um so many people were able to find different footprints different clues that were left behind it just it started to blow up and And this whole thing, it's just crazy, but it's so cool. And, you know, I get it. Speaking of crazy, I know some of you out there listening right now, and you're like, Dylan's crazy. You know, everyone's crazy. And, you know, I just want to play some devil's advocate because I don't want to be sitting here just promoting the Yeti. And you guys are like, well, prove it. What happened to all those samples? Well, recently, scientists have started to take on some of the um, different artifacts and different pieces of quote unquote proof that Sir Edmund had found. And, they weren't necessarily trying to debunk him and make him seem like he was a liar, but they were just like, science has gotten so far. You know, we are so far now. What do we know about these things? And so they started to test some of the different hair fragments, and a lot of them belonged to bears that live out in the Himalayas. And the teeth that they found belonged to dogs. And the skull fragments that were found belonged to goats. And it's just all these different clues and all these different things were um, starting to get debunked. I definitely want to put that out there as much as I'm promoting this whole Yeti idea because I know that there are some people who are like, show me the science, and I get that. And some of the footprints, they were analyzed by footprint experts, whatever they're called, and they're saying that they're actually bear footprints that a bear stepped in twice, which, I mean, okay. Like, I'll go along with some of that, but I also think that there's still so much more out there that we don't know. The himalayas as we just said were huge yeah. and something else that was important to me when reading these articles were the people who live in these countryside um cities and countries and mountainsides of the himalayas were saying that because we've become so technologically advanced we don't need to go forage up in the mountains anymore we don't need to go out there to go find wood so the experiences are starting to dwindle down just to stories that were passed along by people and it's like if we're also mentioning how advanced we've gotten in technology if we did see you know a yeti out there in the wild then hey we have the technology to actually record it or prove it and be like boom here's the proof but we don't actually get up there unless you're trying to go get your yeti's hunting license or you know you need to go get firewood still because there are people who still need firewood but Mm -hmm. so they're saying the stories are just getting small and far and few in between but there's something else that i want to say because i still believe in this whole theory that yetis could be true and i'm here for the enigmas that are the mystical and so it is possible that uh, there's a whole other theory that nobody ever considered because the yetis are believed to be by the people who live on the mountainside some of them some of the cultures they're believed to be spirits they are saying that we have a flawed belief of what the yeti actually is because In their culture and in their minds, the Yeti is actually a glacier spirit. And that spirit is to help influence a successful hunt or to be a better gatherer or hunter. And it's supposed to be something that you take into account. So when you see it, it's either a good omen or kind of like a bad omen at the same time. So these spirits actually live in the mountainsides. And if this theory is in fact true, it's not just a belief that we have to think that there are spirits there's also the connection to demons as well so there could be evil yeti spirits and there was a man who claimed that his dad had actually seen a glacier spirit in person and he said that because his father actually saw the spirit first he was able to get away from it and run away but if the yeti spirit sees you first they can use their abilities to to manipulate and control your body from doing whatever you want to do. So like, if it looks at you first, then you're immobilized. And then that spirit usually will then come and eat you because that's how it gets its substance. Like that's how it feeds is by eating human meat. So it kind of ties into that idea of what we already knew about a Yeti. Like there are these creatures, mysterious cryptids who need to feed on meat. And so humans aren't off the menu all the time. You know and so it's saying like it would make sense nine people nine hunters who were camping couldn't move if the spirit could control you and do what it needed to do i could picture it slicing you like appropriately or i guess using magic or whatever
1: yeah like how vecna does in stranger things yes takes over your body and.
0: and then another man from bhutan also said like demons the yeti spirit is not able to bend over so
1: old grandpa. so what i <laughs> old grandpas
0: so what i mean by that is like they make their um doorways super small like so only a person could possibly fit through it and then they design spiritual like outlines around the door frame to keep evil and negative spirits from being able to enter so that is like their combative way to go against like a yeti just like because they're still tall beings even in the spirit version of a yeti and so they're not able to like fit into the door to go take you or like attack you or eat you (laughs) and that's the story guys Woof! I felt like that went like all over the place a little bit because there were so many different subjects to touch on that I never thought would be connected to a yeti because like I told you on the beginning I the spiritual side because who would have ever thought that and i was thinking i'm like you know all the bigfoots and all these different cryptids come and go as they please who's to say that they're not spirits themselves i don't know why i never even thought about that
1: yeah like how little tiny kids will sit in a corner and talk <laughs> to the wall or a spirit and i did that as a kid actually.
0: you talk to spirits you know A glacier spirit.
1: Yeah, glacier the babies spirit. just be like sitting
0: in a corner and be like, Hi, my name is this. I mean, What's your name? at least if you do talk to that glacier spirit, it might be a good omen for you to go out and have a successful hunt. There you, go. you, I mean, here's hoping that you're not getting one of the demonic, you know, Yeti glacier spirits coming at you. Here's but, you're have a good, uh, yeah, dinner tonight. A good dinner tonight. That's right. Not we'll bee dinner. <laughs> not bee dinner,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like this. Or just if it's not a successful hunt, we can always try to find the spider that crawled on Dad like five minutes ago while we weren't
0: recording. <laughs> you guys, we forgot to record it, but this giant spider came down and tried to take Jamie's soul.
1: I think it was a glacier
0: spirit. Uh, it was a glacier was the spirit. Oh hell yeah!
1: Glacier spirit.
0: Oh yeah, and then you guys missed the real show. Woo!
1: took off a shirt and started swinging everywhere.
0: Oh my gosh. This is a family podcast, Brody. (laughs) But yeah, so it was just pretty cool. I feel like this whole story was one that I wasn't expecting because when we talk about Bigfoot, we didn't think about spirits. We didn't think about the paranormal aspect of it all. And so many people saw him. But with the Yeti, he was so famous. He was legend. Did you wait for it? Because exactly. (laughs) And I'm just like, he he's, he hasn't actually really been seen. I couldn't find an account where someone was like, okay, I did read this one story about how this Yeti threw this guy around like a rag doll and ripped off his arms. But I feel like that one didn't have enough evidence and dates and stuff for me to share with you all, to share it. But I guess some of the other stories that I shared here didn't have that. But anyway, there's a spiritual aspect that I never considered. And I think that we should consider that now when we do stories about the cryptids, so, what did you guys think? Is that what you expected?
1: Um, no. And, like, you mentioned in the story that this guy
0: mm-hmm.
1: saw his bamboo teared
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he was walking where the footprints led and found a... A cave. Cave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, in another story, you said they'll have their feet backwards. Yeah, but what if he was leaving his cave? Then it looked like he was entering the cave
0: that's true too well that's where oh, yeah. well that story when that little girl her name was Pam when she told that story it kind of divided the town at that time because some people were like oh yeah the feet are flipped around other people were like well I never noticed that whenever I saw footprints because this was a thing that people just saw all the time like when I saw the footprints they were the regular way so I guess in some regions that's what I'm saying maybe there are different you know yetis out there one of their feet, one of their foots feet are just backwards. Yeah. And that's just that little guy's thing that he has going on. So <laughs> Yeah. And so I feel like what we just don't understand is that they're mythical creatures and they might have a spiritual aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. And if they do then that's cool because maybe like demonic has straight feet or backwards feet and the good glacial spirit has front feet or back feet. I mean that's n- no, because that's totally we didn't even think there was a spiritual side, so why not?
1: Yeah like i mentioned earlier there is a lot of animals or creatures that scientists haven't discovered
0: that we don't know and if we're not taking trips out into you know the himalayas then how are we ever going to know exactly. so yeah. we're going to round up we a group out drones. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> let's use more technology if we don't use technology i'm going to start a hunting party we'll go to nepal get our licenses and then we'll go out there and do it
1: well yeah
0: that sounds fun we're just gonna in. Um,
1: We're just going to go to Area 51, steal some stealth jets, um, go to the military, steal some mini guns. See, guys,
0: this is the fan of the podcast, and I didn't even know. I'm just kidding. All right. But with that said, I appreciate you all out here, my live audience, for listening. Thank you, Bodhi, for being here and all your conversation and commentary to papa jamie to mama Devin, i appreciate you all for letting me be here and share the story with you and i hope you all enjoyed your s'more cones make your own s'more cones you guys all you need is chocolate marshmallows and some cones ice cream cones, ice cream cones. wrap it in foil sponsor today was and uh, yeah thank s'more. you to s'more cones for being our sponsor but i appreciate you guys and every noise you heard is because we're in a backyard with a fire and a neighborhood dog and
1: marking like <laughs> roll rocks.
0: And river rocks. So, we have all your aesthetics for your Yeti needs. And also, another sponsor is Yeti. Go use our Yeti cup. I'm just kidding. Okay. But with that said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you. Whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening, have a good morning or good evening. You'll see all our pictures on our Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcasts. And then, all our source material pictures of the Himalayas, pictures of Yetis, pictures of footprints. And everything else on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And I guess with that said, I'm gonna say bye. So bye.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bye.